0: Can you please tell anyone listening right now, what is Boris Johnson's middle name?
1: I, I forgot it. What is it? The, <laughs> the, the Feffle. The Feffle. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, yeah? I don't understand, Jay. Yeah? I know that he didn't name himself The Feffle, Yeah, Surely the Feffle, not. But I don't... Know you know what? It you know, fits with his character so yeah, much. Yeah, like, that's if, what I was about you to say. If yeah, like, if it was a definition, you'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> Boris's hair is the feffle. Then you'd just be like, that, that makes total sense. It's a bloody mess. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's not because of the, the name in of itself, but it's because it's a perfect characteristic of what Boris is. Yeah, Do you know what Yeah, I
1: feel like you can use it for anything, it's like, oh, Boris the Feffold London, you know, like, (laughs) it's just so universal.
0: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes with your host, me, Jacques Massey. I'm on a mission to give people wings and roots and Couple of Lattes is a podcast designed to offer simple solutions to your perceived problems, empowering you to take charge of your life. Couple of Lattes brings powerful conversations with some of the most insightful people in the world straight to your ears. You can listen to new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your chosen podcast platform, and you can even watch it on YouTube. Anyway, time to create some purpose and find some meaning in your life with this episode of Couple of Lattes. Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to In Conversation with Sammy and Don from the Family Podcast. Uh, So I had a bunch of questions before sitting down to do this podcast with these two incredible legends, but I'm pretty sure I ended up asking one of those. We just delved into raw, honest conversation about some topics that I guess kind of flowed naturally in the conversation, which is kind of what the family podcast is all about. And if you do want to listen to their podcast or check it out, it is all linked in the description below. I highly recommend it. These guys are so unafraid to talk openly and honestly about deep topics, which is really invigorating today because so many people are afraid to talk about things uh, because they're worried that someone else might perceive something about them. And it just makes no sense. We've, we've We've lost this ability to have open, honest discussions, even if we disagree. And that's essentially what today's podcast is about. I called it Madness and the Cure because more and more we're kind of seeing this maddening of crowds where... People are so stuck on their own ideals that it's impossible for them to listen, even listen and try and understand another person's opinion. You know what? Guess what? The main message of this podcast really at the end of it is you have your own opinions and that's cool, but you don't have to hate someone or completely cancel them out because they have a different opinion to you. On other topics, we dive into Boris Johnson's Middle name. This is a funny podcast as well as a deep podcast. I really enjoyed this discussion with these legends and I hope to have them on the podcast again. I really want to dive into some deeper topics with them, especially surrounding prejudice and racism. Uh, but these two are incredibly family orientated. They're super musical and they're super passionate about what they do. I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. And let's dive into today's In Conversation with the powerful, the legendary Sammy and Don from The Family Podcast. Um, I was just listening to your recent podcast uh, just before this, actually, about, about a couple of hours ago, and I found myself oh, cool. laughing like half of it the way, the, <laughs> way the way you guys mix like um just the humor of general conversation with just really intense topics it's mm. it's so good it's so refreshing <laughs> so it wasn't refreshing. you know
2: it's it's not it's, it wasn't even intended um yeah. because we never saw our podcast as like a comedy podcast or, or one where we expected a lot of laughs mm. but universally people say like oh my days you guys make us laugh so much i'm like you're oh, just
0: man. funny dudes man you're just yeah. funny dudes <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to hear that man yeah yeah, yeah. fuck this Great. is um shit i swore twice i'm trying not to <laughs> swear because i swear like all i've already sworn so fuck it I swear, <laughs> all
2: the time. Um... oh no yeah that's good man
0: awesome to finally do this it's mm. amazing that we live in a world where like i'm sitting here in melbourne that just came yeah. out of lockdown <laughs> right yeah. and you guys are there in london that's correct yeah, yeah? and you yeah, guys are just right. going into just lockdown, into lockdown. lockdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so crazy, yeah man. it's so annoying man crazy it's crazy Jeez. but um yeah, I guess before we get into too much of it, is there anything mm. you guys aren't comfortable talking about, or is everything cut kind of on the table? Yeah, we're open books, on man. The
2: table.
1: Yeah, yeah, we don't mind that.
0: Yeah, I can tell that from listening to you. Guys <laughs> <talking> <laughs> <about>. <laughs> yeah, nothing's off the table. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just start off? Like, I have just met both of you, literally, mm. for about <laughs> five minutes. Um, yeah. So it's Sammy and Don. Don, yeah. that's correct. And, yeah, yeah. And you're both brothers. Which one's older? i'm older you're older cool cool yeah um, well do maybe... act's
2: older but yeah i'm, I'm
0: older. <laughs> yeah actually i was gonna say don you look like the more mature one <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you know what yeah um <laughs> i am the more mature one but he is by birthright the oldest yeah mm.
0: right so we'll give that one to you sammy that's one point to you bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i guess so that people know which voice is, is whose, maybe, mm. Sammy, if you want to go first, if you just want to kind of introduce yourself, say a little bit about what you do, and I okay. guess the main thing, why you started podcasting.
2: Cool. So, yeah, my name is Sammy. Um, I am, for all intents and purposes, the creator um, and co-host of The Family podcast outside of that um, i'm a code i'm a clinical coding analyst um, which means absolutely nothing to anybody that i've ever <laughs> said it to <laughs> but essentially what we do is we read um, upon a patient whenever patients come to hospital and the doctor writes all of their notes about what they've had done in terms of diagnosis and operations we take all that information and we convert it into codes so that it's statistically relevant, easier for people to to determine uh, what things are on the rise and stuff like that. And also it helps the NHS get paid through something called HRGs. So that's basically what I do um, day to day.
0: So you're getting um, the NHS paid That's what you're doing? Of course.
2: Yeah, it's all down to <laughs> me, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so yeah that's that's basically my job but um obviously in the last year or so I've been focusing a lot on the podcast and the reason the main reason I started to get into podcasting is cuz I moved out of uh the flat where me and Don were sharing and we we spent our entire lives together talking we did a music venture before we jumped into this and it just seemed weird like not having that constant contact so I said well Mm. if we can have a day at least where we touch base and we catch up with one another at least the the daily grind doesn't you know separate us sort Mm. of thing Mm. so that's how it started and then I found it became a way to really connect with other people, find out about other people's stories and what they found meaningful about life and have my own thoughts challenged. And it's kind of grown from there because I'm naturally an introverted person. Mm. Um, So it's a great way to have a controlled environment where I can meet new people instead of like going to mass networking events, which I do plan to do, but you know, and then kind of feeling overwhelmed, like, oh, who do I talk to? Who do I? So it's a great way to do that as well
0: that's beautiful bro I, I really love the um the idea of reconnecting uh with your brother over this platform and and now it's mm. becoming just such a beautiful way for you guys to connect with people all over the world and to have meaningful conversations like you know it's, it's really hard nowadays to sit down with someone and, and like you say have an opposing view on something and just talk it Absolutely. out and come to a conclusion mm. It's it's just so much hatred and, and anger. And I think what you guys are doing is, is, is amazing. But anyway, Don, uh, what about you, yeah. bro? What's what's your jam? <laughs> um,
1: so I've always been kind of free-flowing. Um, Sammy kind of wrote me into this against my will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, pretty much um, what Sammy was saying. I mean, we've always been super, super, super close. Um, and we've got a younger brother as well who I'm super close with. Um To be honest, kind of growing up, I didn't really see the importance of it, you know, being such a close unit as brothers. Um, And my parents kind of just always pushed it like, oh, that's your brother. I remember me and Sammy had a fight once, Mm. um, you know, and we got all hell from my mum and every single relative that came through to the house. Um, And so, yeah, I think with the podcast, me and Sammy were doing music before, which is something that I thoroughly enjoy um and it was his fault because music is a bit like a drug and I never wanted to take it but I was forced to take it then he became sober and left me (laughs) as a junkie (laughs) so you know um it's a bit problematic but I mean we we decided that we we never wanted to lose that brotherly contact and as you can imagine life gets the better of you um I'm a social worker by you know day to day and so Sometimes I finish quite late. Um, there's not always the chance to catch up if an emergency happens, an emergency happens. I work in adult services mainly. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I mean it became something that b- was built into the schedule. And if anybody knows me as well as you guys probably know now, I'm pretty much always late. Um, it's something <laughs> I'm working on. <laughs> it's gonna probably be my new year's resolution, but um he didn't mind it as long as I showed up and it became a thing where I was like, well, if you're going to make all this time for me, I should probably be invested in it. Mm. Um, and yeah, our our bond just grew. We got to speak about things that we've always spoken about. Um, we used to have, as Sammy said, very, very long telephone calls, um, three hours, four hour calls. We were just talking about all this stuff. Um, and we never really wanted to lose that, but we also wanted to kind of share it with, the world mm. I always I never always had the the feeling it would work number one because I'm extremely arrogant <laughs> um, and <laughs> I was like Sammy thought of this so will it actually work you know um, and I think that's just me being honest I think you always if someone pitches an idea to you you always have that hesitance of I'm gonna give up my time for this is this gonna work mm. but I remember thinking back one day to um, me and Sammy just because we used to do pretty much everything together and we was traveling on the train and we were just talking and like we were having laughs as we do. And then this lady just turned around and she smiled and she went back into kind of like her silo. And every time we said something, she would turn around and you could tell she was eager to jump in the conversation, yeah, yeah. but she just never did, which is to her own detriment because we're great guys. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, um, it made me really think about this kind of platform that we have um, and just, Two brothers being as honest as possible, and it's kind of helped me. Um, you probably heard me say on the podcast. You know, I used to be growing up. I was a bit of a liar. I never really found my place. I was a gangster, not gangster, half this, half that. Mm. Um, and I think podcasting really focused my mind in terms of saying, okay, well, number one, you don't have to change everything that you are. Um, if you're a half, half, half a person then you're a half, half, half person. That's just what you like to do. You like to do loads of different things and that's who you are. That's what makes you unique. Mm. I found this kind of space to just be myself Mm. with my brother, you know, Mm. and it didn't matter because if nobody liked us, me and my brother were having a conversation and, you know, finding out stuff and Googling stuff and talking about ideas and concepts. And it became kind of really organic to me personally anyway. Um, And as it became more organic, I was just like yeah I can do this like this is a cool thing to do I was like oh safe Sammy like you actually came up with an amazing idea and you know let's run with it um still don't like the way he you know says that he owns the podcast and all the rest of it (laughs) I'm waiting for my 50 50 check but you know um, (laughs) no I'm joking but yeah that's enough about me but yeah no generally it was just an amazing experience to kind of connect with my brother and then Mm. suddenly it turned into this world thing and I was kind of like mama and famous like I don't know where all this stuff came from and Mm. people probably noted that I never really interacted on the Instagram and then I was like you're doing yourself a disservice you know your brother's putting in all this work you should probably start interacting it's been great like getting to know new people going on new podcasts and people giving us the opportunity to speak so yeah Mm
0: -hmm. that was beautifully said bro and I, and I, I kind of jotted down a couple things there while you were talking um before i say that though I, so I've got, i kind of have these notes right at the start of every podcast yeah. and 90 percent of the time i basically ignore all of them because the conversation just <laughs> evolves you guys can probably relate right and yeah, on, yeah, on, the, on, on the top of it because your guys last podcast you joked about boris's middle name boris johnson's oh, middle name right? oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was pissing myself laughing because at first i was like what did what did he even say because i listened to it at two times speed and so oh. I had to slow it right down. And then I, I heard it, and I was like, "I've got to include this in the chat." <laughs> <laughs> so, so before before I get to some of the serious notes, I took down there mm. at, at what you said so beautifully there, Don. Can you please mm. tell anyone listening right now what is Boris Johnson's middle name? I forgot it. What is it?
2: The Feffel. The
0: The Feffel.
1: You know what, yeah? I don't understand it. I know that he didn't name himself the Feffel. Surely not. But I don't... Do you know what? It you know, fits with his character so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I was about you to could say. say. yeah, like, if it was a definition, you'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> Boris's hair is the feffle. Then you'd just be like, that, that makes total sense. It's a bloody mess. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not because of the, the name, in of itself, but it's because it's a perfect characteristic of what Boris is. Yeah, just...
1: <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like you can use it for anything. It's like oh Boris the Feffold London, you know, like you it <laughs> it anywhere. It's just so universal.
0: Oh my god, yes, I think, I think, we, think we should put right. it into
1: the English dictionary. I mean, no joke, man. Like, it just means like everything is a mess, isn't it? Like, you might call me and I'll be like, Oh, yeah, just woke up feeling defeful. and you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. You get this picture of Boris looking like an absolute idiot, but yeah. <laughs>
0: We, are, we gotta we gotta cool down now. I didn't realize yeah, there yeah. should be so much laughter right at the start. Oh, that's hundred percent true though. Like when you said that, I was like, that is like a description of who he is. And you could mm. actually use that to describe people <laughs> just being absolute morons in life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant.
0: All right, hey, shout out to Boris Johnson though, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so anyway, I guess to get slightly more serious here though. Yeah, the um The ones that I I kind of jotted down when you were talking there, Don, when you were talking about how the podcast kind of narrows your thinking, um, Mm. I was kind of thinking to myself, yeah, it it does that for me as well. And then I also linked to, I go to this cafe on the corner and I just spark up conversations with random people now because I'm starting to really like crave it. Right.
1: Yeah. And and
0: I think what you are talking about there, formulating an idea for me, what it is, is it's active thinking and Mm. it's, It's it's a way of coming to a conclusion without feeling as though you need to, I guess, pick a side or you need to have a certain idea before you go into a conversation. Mm. It's just simply like, I'll ask a question, for example, and then we'll start formulating these ideas as the conversation goes on. And Mm. it's how we used to operate. Like, I know you guys read a lot of philosophy. And, Mm. you know, back in the days in, in Greece, you know, these dudes would just sit around for a half a day, and just talk the shit and yeah, come up yeah. with ideas and it's we miss that i believe what do you think about that yeah, sammy you want center. to go oh me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, still, um, yeah he's just I, defaffling around over
2: there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do i do agree uh especially like you say when you look at some of the sophists all they did was debate like what is the nature of a good man and and things like that. Um, if you do a bad thing to ensure a good thing, is it still a bad thing? And I think we've lost that. One, because it's not face to face. And two, I just feel like we're splintered quite a bit. So like, we we have these ideas that are polar opposites and now it's not okay to have that viewpoint. You have to be, you have people attach like a, Negative uh attribute to it. So it's oh, you can't so I'll give you a perfect example. When the UK was going through the Brexit scenario, we had two sides, and one side was if you voted for Brexit, you're a moron, essentially. And that narrative was not just in terms of the people, it was being perpetuated in our government as well. Because what Labour was saying is people didn't realize what they were actually voting for. In essence, calling loads of members of their constituents, see, stupid. It's like you don't know how to make a decision. So let's redo this whole thing because you're not capable of looking at information and deciphering for yourself. And I think that's been expanded and put out everywhere. So now everything is like, are you this or are you that? Um, when I was growing up, it used to be that politics, they said the same wings, um, different wings of the same bird. So there was quite close parallels between the two, like Tony Blair's um, Labour Party was closer to the Conservative Party at that time. The ideas were quite similar, but now we've just gone the opposite way. And it's like, nobody can have a conversation without insulting one another. If that makes sense. it's yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's very strange. Um, but we do need the conversation. And I do think that's why podcasts are so popular. Because you get to see somebody work through maybe an idea that is very embryonic. And they haven't really got to that stage yet. Where they know the actual conclusion of it. And sometimes you never do. It takes a lifetime to figure some of these things out. Mm. But I think the conversation will help us get there. Especially conversations where maybe we're not all on the same page, because that's how you're gonna have your ideas challenged and, and see whether they're worth a grain of salt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess maybe I'll, I'll handball this over to you, Don. What do you think? Um, what What do you think some of the reasons are for? I guess that that need to be labelled or categorised. And, and I've got a few ideas in my own head, which, which I'll share yeah. afterwards, but what do you think some of the main contributing factors out of this, to this need to be in a tribe and anything that's outside of that tribal mindset is wrong. And I need to hate that person, for example, what do you think? Um, contributed I, to mean,
1: that? I think what contributes to that is just um, human nature. I think we have a predisposition to want to work in groups. We understand that we work better in groups and we understand that as we formulate a group, there's an understa- there's a process that goes on. Um, so I'm not sure whether you've ever, and so this is my social work hack going on, like there's a um, man called Tuckman and Tuck- Tuckman um, actually um, pioneered the group working theory. And what he basically said is that when a group forms, you have the forming, the norming, the performing, and adjourning stage. I remember um, those. Yeah, yeah. And um, so in terms of that, the, the building of the tribe allows you to experiment. And it means that you can step out of that tribe and form another tribe and not necessarily feel so isolated. I think it comes from the need of one in that physical or, you know, um, verbal human contact or contact Mm. with anything is is said that most people don't like to be alone. Um, And I'm sure we've all seen it. you know, people who can't stay out of relationships because they're just not comfortable in being alone. Mm. Um, And I think in terms of the hate side of two different tribes, I think what it is is actually just natural competition. Um, the humanistic feeling to want to compete with another person and so as you we kind of grow as people and we grow in our tribes we actually become more free Um, we spoke about previously whether males and I put up a poll on my page to say you know should males be protective of their goofy self and I got back Uh, loads and loads of different ideologies some people who missed the point completely some people who put forward very good arguments for either side and what that is to do with is we know that well we don't know but from my general experience men tend to show their goofy side as they become more confident if they Mm. have it and as they become more comfortable Mm. and within being in a tribe we gain that comfort because we've grown with that tribe So at first, you know, most people go into groups and they're not really sure, you know, they don't know how to play it. Some people actually put up an illusion of themselves. Um, And, you know, what they do with that illusion is that they're just testing the waters. But the problem with an illusion is you can't keep it up for forever. Mm. Um, And, you know, so they kind of strip back and people either accept them. It's kind of like relationships where we have, you know, the honeymoon period. People either accept them for what they are later down the line or they say actually you've changed so much I can't work with this um and that I believe that's where people try to find their feet in tribes so once some they've been rejected by one tribe they move over to the other tribe which is why you'll find people's school of thoughts change as they grow older you know Mm. they've been rejected from a number of tribes and they've been trying to find their way and through conversation um you know they found that actually they're not the only one who thinks like this Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a totally natural humanistic thing. It's something that we've been brought up with. It's, it's part of our instinct, you know, um, mm. and it's the understanding that no man is an island. So, yeah. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with a, a lot of what you're saying. I guess maybe maybe one thing I'd add is at the moment, it almost feels like someone's taken a, a giant canister of gasoline and just thrown mm. it on the fire. Mm sammy do you have do you have some thoughts i think i saw you jotting some things down like i was (laughs) jotting down furiously
2: yeah um so i think it's typical of any grouping to categorize another group with an opposite position as a as a threat um we know that when um people started to convert to christianity like the enemy was like paganism, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm. And I remember I was reading that like, you know, the idea of like the devil having a pitchfork was kind of a, a bastardization, if you like, of Poseidon's trident using a previous God and taking an element of what he was and then transforming it into this figurehead of evil. And so people moved away from you know, gods wielding tridents and pitchforks and all the rest of that stuff that had been common in the in the West for for ages and ages and ages. And so, I think it's this thing that people do when they're in groups in order to justify their group. But also, there's a very interesting thing that happens to human beings when you're able to get people in a group and you give them a common enemy, at least. Everybody, at least if you don't agree on everything within the group, you agree who the enemy is. Yeah. And so that helps solidify the group because they always see that other group as something that they'll never join, that they'll never go to, that you know, they're united in their kind of hatred. And hatred, as much as we don't want to admit it, is a powerful tool. You know, um, it gets people to act in certain ways. We've seen massive authoritarian governments throughout history say, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is who to hate, and people have gone on to do unspeakable things because of that hatred of of mm-hmm. of the of the others that kind of xenophobia. So I think we this is why the conversation is very very important now, and the conversations that are being had on podcasts because you can kind of chip away at that narrative that we are extremely different and that people who hold different views are some kind of demons and Mm -hmm. and monsters and people who want to corrupt our way of life I don't necessarily believe that that's true I think people live life in certain environments in certain areas and they have to deal with certain things that are byproducts of life but some people you know, distill it in their hatred of other people. And Mm. it's like, oh, this is the reason why. And I think that's what you're seeing. And you're seeing these teams and these groups and these tribes emerge socially online because we're not used to communicating online. It's very weird, man. Um, Somebody saying something to your face that is not in your face. And somebody, (laughs) you know, somebody who you know, (laughs) like you don't know them, but they respond to you and you respond to them like, you've known them for ages, you know, mm-hmm. or they're like, it's it's very strange. So I think people are getting used to that and getting used to communicating in this way. And I don't think we've got it right yet. And that's why mm-hmm. you're seeing so much, you know, um, fraction between everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that from both of you. Um, It's really kind of good to hear, I guess, along the lines of what you're saying is that, like this is a natural thing like it's a predisposition to to be tribal it's mm. it's in our nature but also linking it um to this new world that we're living in right like we are still in very much our what i like to call our teenage years with the internet mm-hmm. right it's like when you're when you're a kid and you get a new toy, and this is like back in the nineties when they've got those big brick phones. And I don't mm. know if you guys remember like the Nokia Nokia 3210s, and yeah. back when the back when yeah, the internet yeah. was first coming out, and you you think you're a baller and you're texting everyone mm. saying hi. I don't know, I did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing Snake like, as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. this phone's got Snake too. Yeah,
0: remember Space Impact?
1: Oh, game oh, yeah. changer.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we're showing our age. Yeah. yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I like to think of the internet in that way as well, right? Like, you know, we get that new shiny toy, and the internet when it first came out was revolutionary. I mean, just look mm. what happened with mm. Jeff Bezos. The guy went from basically nothing to the world's richest man because of the internet. Yeah. Right. He, he decided to really play with and learn this mm. new toy and harness the power of it. Mm. And then now, I believe what we're in is this teenage years uh, of the internet, where you know, like maybe you're 14 years old and, and mum tells you, you know, like you've got to do this and you've got to do this. And all you're thinking is, why the fuck do I have to do that? Mm-hmm. And where do you direct that anger? You direct that yeah. anger outward. Right. And and so yeah. I, I feel like this is kind of the relationship that we have with the internet now. And then we're also at this, this crazy time in history where, you know, you've got these leaders rising up into power. I mean, you see it in the States right now, where we are in kind of almost an inflection point like we were in the 20th mm. century. Mm. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we are at a point now where, you know, we are dangerously close to repeating some of the lessons that we, we learned in the 20th century or is that too much of a stretch?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think we are repeating some things in a, in a different time period. I mean, I think it's always going to be different we we've never had a twitter president you know um ever you know because it didn't really exist um and so I think that imagine waging war on someone through twitter verbally
0: <laughs> that's crazy right? it's such a random
1: <laughs> thought to to have and so I think we are repeating some of our mistakes but if there was ever such a thing as new repetition, that would be exactly what we're doing. Mm. How Jeff Bezos played with the internet is exactly how we as a society are repeating mistakes. We're playing with the mistakes. We're pushing to see how far we can really go. Um, that would be my general view of it. Um, because we don't we don't know. <laughs> People have been made celebrities through TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You know, when we speak about revolutionary people, we speak about kind of the Martin Luther Kings. We speak about, you know, um, well, anyone who had an amazing talent um, and that you could see it was tangible. The Michael Jacksons, uh, the people who put hours and hours into their craft. Mm. And some people are now making that that leap by mistake some people are not really sure what they did you know they just
0: they just made a funny video
1: yeah their natural authentic self for a a few minutes online and people loved it you know they couldn't get enough of it and they're just like what I mean there's a guy over here called um Osh um and he was really interesting in terms of his rise as a music artist because me personally I hadn't really heard of him at all and then one day he went my a is different to your a, dripping and sauce dripping dripping sauce sauce and it went viral and then everyone was like they're like when you walk to church in your sunday best my a is different to your a. when your girlfriend leaves you my a's, is... and it just went everywhere it went all over the states and it went all over the uk it was everywhere in a matter of seconds and then i was like yeah this is crazy then he got a record deal um, and then I found out he knew one of my friends and I was like, this is insane. Like what, what is going on here? Do people have just chosen this guy who they think is charismatic is, you know, a good source of laughs is talented in music and they've just put him on a world stage. Well, when does that happen? You know, when you think about people fighting for equality and their basic human rights, you're like, we've done a huge turnaround where the people can decide that someone is of value and just put them on a podium
2: mm.
1: i was like it, it's insane and so when we think back to you know whether we're repeating mistakes well, of course we are well we're, we're trying and testing something cold in a new period mm. you know when we look at um donald trump he's a he's like a tv personality It's like tuning into Trump's show. It's insane. It's like, this is the president of America. Mm. But it's no different, you know, from watching a comedy sketch. It's like, Mm. what what outrageous thing is Trump going to do today?
0: Mm.
1: How is his wife going to show in a million ways that she probably no longer loves him? And, you know, they're just kind of saving face. And you're just unpicking this person's personality and this life before you. You would have never got to do that with a president. Mm. You know, you don't know what the president does. <laughs> you know, we knew that he attended the White House. And I suppose if you read loads of political books, you would somehow envisage like you would envisage, um, you know, um, fiction to some, to some degree. And you'd put the pieces together and say, this is how my mind thinks of the president in the White House, mm. because this is what I've read about. This is the information that I've got. Now you can just see it. You just, just streams himself. He puts up a wild comment on Twitter, and you're just like, Oh, this is how the president lives. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And so I think it's 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 the same mistakes in a new way, and it has a the potential to go very wrong because of that, <laughs> you know. Because we don't know what we're playing with, you know. It was only recently we had the discussion about how much data is on the internet, and then you had this massive push of people like, well. How do I get my data down off the internet? And it became, we found that it was a long convoluted process. You know, for Google to stop tracking your data that I shared with Facebook, Instagram, it's huge. Like you have to do a huge piece of work to kind of get that stuff down. Mm. Especially if you still want to use the internet. Mm. And we've never had that before. We've never had our mistakes just cascaded across this public forum like this. I mean, you had loads of rappers trying to delete their Twitters, their old Twitters where they said the wildest things and they never knew that it was going to come to light 20 years down the line. Mm. You know, people found out that Justin Bieber said something racist. What? He was probably, what, like 12, 13 years old at the time that he said it. Mm. And we're attributing it now to to like 20 years later. We're going, even our legal system's changed. You know, now you can be penalised for old crimes. We never had that before. You had a crime that you committed like 20 years ago. You scot free. You know, if someone bring it up, you're like, yeah, that was just the good old days. You know, but now <laughs> it's like, oh, you committed a crime like 20 years ago. Oh, well, you know, let's just have a look into this. Is there new evidence that we could bring up? Can we reopen this case? This is crazy times. People bring up video evidence from like 20 years ago. You indicted yourself on WhatsApp and people are bringing that up. You've got the closure of um Encro, which is like a was a massive kind of drug network. I mean, how do people find out about this stuff? Mm-hmm. Pablo Escobar had a line running from Colombia all the way to America and, you know, and nobody knew about it, but just because we didn't have the technology. Now you try that, you get stopped in like 10 seconds. <laughs> it's
0: the mm. same time we're living in. Yeah, that's, that's why they got submarines now, bro. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a bulletproof mansion in the time that he in the time that he lived in he had a bulletproof who makes enough money to have a bulletproof mansion
0: he was he was kind of he's one of those people right where like i'm impressed by him even after even after all of like he's obviously done terrible things but he's also what he was able to create in terms Mm. of just from a business point of view was unbelievable and you know what
1: some of that came from just sheer paranoia (laughs) (laughs) he just didn't want to be arrested he didn't want to serve time for his crime. So you came up with all these insane ideas, very brutal ideas as well, in terms of, you know, torture. And but these crazy, crazy, like I think someone was saying that he has like an underground passageway into like there's some secret like pool and crazy I don't even know what to call it. And it's just like you thought of this, like you thought of all of this. He probably thought of it through conversation, just like, what happened? He probably speaking to one of these guys and was just like, you know what? I'm really having this problem with the police. I was like, why don't you just build an underground passage? And he's like, you see you. And nobody will ever know that he had that conversation.
0: Mm. All right, Sammy, I'm going to throw this one back at you. How do we cure this madness?
2: You know, you can see how people take pride in their country because they understand the history. They understand some of the sacrifices that went into the history. and That's why they honor it. And that's why they enjoy being where they're from, if that makes sense. Mm. But if you're always disjointed from the history, you're always going on the here and now and you have a failure to appreciate what people are trying to protect. And so my thing would be to read history with a with an open mind and see the harsh conditions that people had to go through because that gives you a good framework of what's happening now and why people may be in opposition to you because a lot of it is down to understanding and a lot of it is down to ignorance as well. You know, what you don't know will force you to say things that maybe are inconsiderate or you haven't really taken the time to think of your what the other person is going through or feeling. And that's not a good thing. Mm. And I also think there's there's like a virality now, you know, if you say the wrong thing, the rate at which that spreads, especially on social media is in, incredible. And then that becomes your narrative and it becomes extremely hard to counteract this image that people have of you. You know, so if you say something and it comes across extremely anti-feminist, some people may take that and run with the ideology that you're a misogynist. Mm. And that's any that's everything that people know about you. I'll give a personal example. I went out and I bought um, Jordan Peterson's book, um, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. And I remember uploading it on Instagram. And I got a few messages from people who hadn't even read the book. like I' couldn't, I can't believe that someone like you would buy a book like that and contribute to, you know, effectively somebody who's a neo-Nazi. It's like, but you haven't read the book. You haven't read the book. What you're going on is maybe articles that have been written by people who disagree with Jordan Peterson entirely and have called him names. But you can't come to that conclusion unless you've done the work and you've read the book. And I think he makes some salient points. Do I agree with everything that Jordan Peterson says? Not really, but I do think that there's salient points. And I think everybody has that, you know? I think we need to be more textured in the way that we Approach information. Not all of the information is correct. Sometimes we're siding with the information because it were biased, because we have lived certain lives and it allows us to move in a certain way. So, for example, in our neighborhood, we have a lot of antip- antipathy, I think that's the, the correct word, to the police. Mm. And so when somebody draws in a narrative like the police are abusing their power in this neighbourhood, more people are likely to believe that even if it's untrue. I'm not saying that is untrue, but Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is if somebody was to provide that narrative, most people would not go and explore it further. Like, why do you think that? Have you got any examples of why they've done that? What makes you think that? Most people be like, yeah, I hate them pigs, you know? And, well that's what we're in now. And there's so much information and there's misinformation. Mm. So I think we just need to take everything with a grain of salt um, individually and work on making sure that what you say is honest and you have at least some bits to kind of back up what you're saying. You won't always because, you know, we have thoughts that are embryonic and they seem to make sense on saying it or on thinking it maybe we need to talk to somebody about it to really see whether or not it's a good idea. But, you know, human beings do that. We, mm. we look at things and be like, Oh, I think this, that, and the other, mm. um, it's fine well, to have that thought. Yeah.
0: We, but We, need we to all have like, as much as we don't like to, like to admit it, we mm. all have prejudices, right? Like we all mm. have bias mm. and I don't think, I think the people that are the most, I guess you could call it altruistic or kind by nature or understanding aren't the people who don't have prejudice and bias they just mm. simply understand that it's part of being human is, is having mm. these prejudices mm. and these biases and they're willing to talk about it with someone who may disagree with them or get an opposing idea and i guess not lock too much of their identity into their ideas mm. Juan from mere Moldo's podcast because you guys have been on there he he mm came up with a great one which is strong opinions loosely held right like say i believe something i'm gonna believe it strongly but if i have a conversation with say you guys and you're you're just like you know what what about this and i think about it i go okay that's right that's strong opinions Mm. loosely held but you've got so many people just just latch on to this idea that they are their their thoughts and their beliefs and Mm. if that changes then they're lost almost
2: yeah And a lot of it is tied into one particular aspect of a person's characteristic, which is a terrible way to live your life because you're so much more than that. And actually, by saying that you're this one thing, there's nothing to separate you from everyone else. So, for example, this idea like, A person is black, therefore they are for the advancement of all black people. That's not true. People have sly, sneaky motives. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And some people's whole genre of writing, blogging, their media presence is about perpetuating an idea so that they get financial revenue from doing it. To change their their viewpoints would be a destruction of their career some people have spent 10 20 years learning about a specific type of education and so they can only relate to certain things through that lens it's like no I am a black person or I am bisexual or I am it's like well what about the rest of you because the rest of you is what allows you to um interact with the people who you share this world with. For example, you take me, you and Don. We're, we're black guys, but we're also men. So there might be stuff that I can relate to with you because we're both men, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. But maybe it gets lost in translation if we're only looking at it through the lens of race. Mm. So I have to be able to use all of the attributes that I have in order to you know, interact with the world that I'm living in otherwise everybody's your opposition that that doesn't lead to any good
0: mm-hmm.
2: it leads to xenophobia and xenophobia leads to violence
0: yeah which is unfortunately what we're seeing happening i mean i guess it's sparked in the states but it's happening mm-hmm. all over the world to some degree right and yeah yeah, it's, it's kind of scary to think about, but I, I think it's cool mm-hmm. that we're having this conversation and, and I, I really enjoy having conversations like this because the more that people are willing to talk about this kind of stuff and kind of bring it to the forefront and actually realize, okay, hold on, maybe us you know, running around rioting and yelling at each other and screaming at each other is, is actually quite ridiculous. And maybe if I actually mm-hmm. just sat down with this person and had a conversation, it might have some better better results.
1: I mean the thing is you can always say that like you don't fuck with a person like if I don't fuck with you I don't I need people to be who they are so mm. I can tell I and mean Sammy talk about this often you know so I can tell who I want to stay clear of and who I don't it doesn't mean that I want to you know um turn this into San Andreas and you know um <laughs> you know, start spraying up your house you know it just it just means that like I don't fuck with what you you know your argument and this is it's interesting, you know, um, to see we have this, even when I speak to people and they go, oh, yeah. So like, what about your like ex-girlfriends and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, like some of us, we talk and some of us, we don't talk.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're like, oh, so you're holding on to something. Well, no, I'm I'm not. We just either talk or we don't talk. Either I found something in that person that I think is worthwhile in still maintaining. Or we got to a point where it became counterproductive. And I think so often we're so concerned with this ego that we have within ourselves where we want to be right, um, where we want to be seen as the best person, where we want to compete. Where, you know, I'm like, there's millions and millions of beautiful girls. If your category is beautiful girls, you will fall short, never. (laughs) You know, you don't even have to remain in the UK. You could travel to, any other country and find a beautiful girl so in terms of the deep you know kind of longing that we have inside you know for partnership well it's kind of open to how far you really want to go with it so the thought that we as humans not saying that it's wrong because I don't think it's wrong I just think that we haven't properly been able to think about the thought of moving on, and I think that takes time for many people. But I'm like, when you finally realise that there's millions of people in the world, and that fuzzy feeling that you got with one person could quite easily be replicated, and it in fact made better, could be made worse as well. You know, <laughs> kind of shit's like if that happens to you. <laughs> <but I'm not. laughs> you know, you could find totally better things than you you ever dreamed of. You know just by opening your mind but you would sit wallowing for so long Mm. in this grief and doubt like hoping that the relationship that you had would come back well that doesn't make any sense we're supposed to be logical human beings we are in for all intents and purposes the smartest creations or or breed of animals that ever existed and we spend our time wallowing so much Mm. we complain about work which I'm guilty of as well. So, you know, I don't <laughs> want to be a hypocrite, but you know, I'm, I'm totally guilty of it, you know. We spend so much time lost in our thoughts over broken relationships, you know, and all of this is weird. And then we go online and we type something like, you know, you only have one life, so live it. Well, <laughs> do what you said. You, you, you so why, you
0: why are you typing about it, bro? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like, it's insane, like, how much that we do. And I can understand if you're trying to build a brand, if you have a media presence, you know, if you're trying to be anything like that. But some of the stuff that we do is in utter contradiction with everything, every fiber in our body, you know? Um, it's, It's absolutely insane, the things that humans kind of go through. And no wonder we're always at war. Half of the time we're at war with ourselves. No wonder we can't find peace within other people you know, because we haven't found that peace within ourselves and we don't want other people to find that peace either. You know, one of the most scariest things for human beings is that they would be left by themselves. You know, 100%. Um, and it's such a weird thing, given the fact that you was born by yourself. Mm. However, we navigate how to walk through other people. We navigate how to think, how to speak through other people. In fact, we spend most of our lives based on other people, but we have this this drawback about ourselves that we are unable to move on. Even understanding that our lives is made better by our interaction with other people. There's so many people who are so scared to leave the country. And it's like, but there's a whole world out there. And they're like, yeah, I know. That's what scares me. So you would prefer to be in a box. Yes. You're an idiot. I mean, <laughs>
2: well, it's, I, one I we- those, it's, it's one weird, of those things. It? But it's one of those things is like, it's better the devil you know for some people, you know, and the idea of routine, the idea of what they know, that environment allows them to feel some sense of comfortability. You know, it's don't you find it very strange that a person can go to a interview process mm. And they say, "Tell us why you think you have this job." And you have this long list of things like, "I work well with others. I'm also independent. I can work to deadlines. I'm charismatic. I like to go outside, mm. and I'm good with numbers. I'm good with this. I'm good with that." And then you'd be talking to a friend, and they say, "Why don't you set up your own business?" I can't do that.
0: Mm. You later. understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And
2: it's it's very interesting. To see that people are scared of growth, and I admit it, I've, I've been scared of growth before. Because I think you have to, is. of course. But how do you get to the next part of what you're supposed to be if you continually refuse that growth? Because if you don't, if you don't embrace it, then by definition, you're stagnant. Mm-hmm. And you can be stagnant and growing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Like you can be taller and bigger and whatever, but your mind hasn't changed. There's nothing about you like from the age of 16, you might be a 35-year-old man now. You've learned nothing about yourself. You mm. know, you used to like tits and bums when you were 16, <laughs> and you couldn't and you couldn't control yourself around women, and you're 35 and you still like tits and bums and you don't know how to control yourself around women. And mm. sex governs your entire being. You you haven't learned anything. And so I think it's very important that we take stock of. You know, those type of things, and we we attribute some power to ourselves. So that's what when people listen to our podcast, what's very evident is the first part of our creed, which is your life matters. And that's not a sliding scale thesis, right? If it matters, then it matters a hundred percent. Now you have to do something about that because what you if you don't, then somebody somewhere doesn't contribute from what you have. To say or what you do and you rob society of what you could give them that's not a good thing so
0: i love that and i'm gonna throw this right out to space and go real fucking deep because <laughs> when, when you say like your life matters i love that and it matters so much more than people can even comprehend because when you really think about it and and you start thinking outside of ourselves outside of this planet, and you consider how old the universe is, and you consider mm. that every single part of what you and I see is atoms and and matter that is only about 0.1% of what actually exists because 99.9% of us is actually energy, which we can't see. We can't physically mm. see. Yeah. So even when we die, if, if we've wasted all of that matter and energy just feeling sorry for ourselves our entire life, it's had such vast consequences on, on what happens around us in terms of the universe, in terms of... It's, it's hard to even conceive how much <laughs> okay. effect we have on people when you really consider that everything that we see and we understand is just a fraction of what exists in terms of the energy that's all around us. So when you decide, and, and this ties into the other thing I wrote down while you guys were talking, if a person decides to spend their entire lives being the victim and they decide to spend their entire lives blaming everything else around them for what's going on, they're literally robbing the world and in fact the universe of a beautiful state of energy. Hmm. What do you think about that? Or is that too deep for for the morning? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll bring it down okay. to earth
2: slightly. Um, <laughs> think, <laughs> think about um, someone like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. think about how many people they brought to the to the sport of basketball just by giving a hundred percent in what they do Mm -hmm. and think about how many people would have not joined the NBA had they not have done what they've done Mm -hmm. you know and it's easy to say oh well somebody else may have filled the void maybe but you don't know we don't know that Mm -hmm. and so these things they act they really do matter especially if you're exceptional in your craft mm. and you've taken the time to learn mm. something that's worth putting on showcase and that's that's another thing that human beings i believe need to do so once you realize your life matters you have to find a craft to delve into mm-hmm. and then you have to get excellent at that craft because that's how people then attribute what you do and they can see it manifest if that makes sense mm. So, I mean, oh, sorry, go yeah, no, go on, Don. Now I was gonna say, um, nobody
1: can do it like me, straight up. Like I would tell you that, big chest, tall African. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody can do it like me, and you know I don't say that to be arrogant. It's a fact. Mm. You know, if you want to break down my biology and my genealogy, you will find nobody can do it like me, and nobody can do it like you either. But the problem is, if you're never going to do it, whatever that thing is, as Sammy said, you're never going to be noticed. You're never going to know. I mean, I've I found so much confidence in podcasting because, well, it's a chance to be my authentic self, mm. you know. Um, and I don't have to explain to it. See, this is where humans get caught up. We think that we need to explain. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I had to, no, I'm late. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That, that's it like we I don't need to explain a, a single thing you know we we explain stuff out of courtesy we give courtesy well I don't I don't know we in England we tend to give courtesy more than any other country you know <laughs> across the globe yeah. you, know, you don't even bump into someone and you're like oh sorry before you even touch it you know it's interesting I remember my little brother when he was growing up you could raise your hand, yeah, and sweep it down. And before it hit his face, he would start crying. Mm. And it's interesting. We're like that as humans.
0: Mm.
1: We don't even know what's going to happen. You
0: know, you know what know? that is oh. as well? That That's mm. that's this idea that we... I feel like a lot of us are constantly reactive instead of proactive in terms mm-hmm. of our approach to life. And the other thing that stood out, Don, sorry to interrupt you, but I, but sorry. I kind of have to spew this out of my head is is that idea of extreme ownership right like yeah like you say you know sorry i'm late because of blah 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 it doesn't matter if you're late you're late yeah you're late
1: exactly and the thing is the more you speak about it the more the person's going to think that you're bullshitting (laughs) you know oh yeah i was late because i had to feed my dog and no i'm just late Mm. next time i'll make a better attempt to be early or I don't give a fuck because I'm a late person. You know, you wanted this aura and this energy, and I showed up, and boom! Look at this place. fucking shining. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, nobody. <laughs> and this is what it is for me. You know, there's certain people that you wait to come to the party. It doesn't matter whether they're late. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't even matter who they turn up with. You know that whatever this person is going to bring, is going to be awesome. Like that auntie who you wait, you know, for Christmas. She always brings the best gifts. She never fails. You always open a gift and like, shit, what am I getting today? There's some people who are just like that. And the problem is we waste so much time with, oh, I'm really sorry. And then like you go home and you're like, you know what i didn't actually fucking feel sorry why the hell did i say sorry for the thing that i said sorry for you know and you beat yourself up and you go around in circles you're like next time i'm not gonna say sorry for this thing and you find yourself saying sorry again because you really haven't come to grasp with the fact that you are your 100 percent unique and authentic self it doesn't matter what you do you know and there's some crazy things that people are do like you know mass murderers they're known for being mass murderers we we shouldn't give them this stage We shouldn't even give them the time of day, but we put them in news articles. We make sure everybody knows that this person is a mass murderer just in case, you know, they end up in your area. And we put them on, you know, this this public stage. Regardless of whether you like it or not, this person is on a public stage. Everybody knows them. They're known for the totally wrong things, but they're still known. You would never be able to change that. You know, we spoke about Pablo Escobar previously. The world knows Pablo Escobar for the brilliant things that he done and for the completely terrible things that he did. And people, as Sammy was saying earlier, you make up your mind about what parts of him that you like, the ideologies and the parts that you don't like. This is human nature. You know, Jordan Peterson, you know, some people will say, you know, that he is the essence of kind of hegemonic masculinity and it's very oppressive to females, you know. But for some males, he's taught them how to be a male. Mm. He's taught them that, that understanding knowledge is important. You can't just have a gender debate about pay without having context. Mm. You have to understand certain things. And they may be harsh truths. And whether I believe them or not is totally irrelevant. But he is Jordan Peterson. You know what you're going to get when Jordan Peterson walks in the room. You know, as a feminist, you know, maybe that's somewhere that you don't want to be. You know, because you know that Jordan Peterson is going to do what Jordan Peterson does. And he doesn't make any apologies for that. Why should he? You know, you've never been through the life experience of Jordan Peterson. You don't know what it was like to be a two-year-old Jordan Peterson. And similarly, you know, I don't know what it's like, you know, to be a 10-year-old Sammy. I know through the eyes of a Don what it's like to be a (laughs) 10-year-old Sammy. You know, but I'll never know that. And it's my job, as you were saying, to bring that energy. I bring that energy every time. Why? I'm unapologetic about it because I'm Don. If you want to find another Don, you're more than welcome. He just copied my name. Oh, he came before you. He still copied my name. Why? Because the energy that I bring is completely different. And he can't copy that. He can bring you a different type of energy. So this is Don times two squared with different energy. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if you bring him into a room with Sammy, just because he's Don, he doesn't emit the same energy that Don one emits with Sammy. Why? Because the energy is different. The coding is different. Completely different person. Mm. And I suppose we have to, I think we have to start owning these things. I think that we're we're so scared of what people think nowadays, you know, and I'm guilty of it as well. You know, when I first started podcasting, I was like, what if I say the wrong thing and my job hears it? I'm like, well, if I say the wrong thing and my job hears it and they can't understand, they've been working with me for the last five years, you know, and they don't understand, then maybe this is not the atmosphere for Don to grow.
0: Mm.
1: We're about to cultivate a new atmosphere. Mm. where my energy feels protected and safe mm. and if they want the productivity that you know don brings because i believe i bring something to every place that i'm in they're just gonna have to like it or lump it
0: mm. yeah, so. yeah that's something i really love actually about podcasting another thing i really love about podcasting yeah. i was actually watching a bit of a news interview with megan kelly do you guys know megan kelly she was x fox news she basically mm. got kicked off Um, I can't remember
2: I've heard her name Yeah,
0: yeah. I was about to say her name rings a bell I I think she had there was something she'd done that was prejudice I'm not 100% sure on it but anyway I was listening to this interview and she's just started a podcast and she basically said the thing that drew her to podcasting was the fact that she can say what she wants, be who she is unapologetically Mm. and if people don't want to subscribe to what she says, they can unsubscribe and that's yeah. the great thing about what we're doing now is, is that we can have these conversations. And if, if people really aren't prepared and they're not ready to join in on you know intense discussions or maybe they don't like what what you're saying or what I'm saying, mm. they don't have to subscribe. They can go somewhere um, else.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I think would be to their own detriment, as I keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, I think, I think we have great conversations and I think that generally, you know, uplifting people is never a bad thing you know Mm. we spend so much time down in the dumps and sometimes you just need a push you know um to to get out there and do something that is different with your life you know we we now know different i think previously we just watched other people do like run around in circles and we're like oh this is what we do let's run around in circles and you made friends and you would all go and run around in circles. You didn't know that there was a billionaire sitting in Dubai, you know, sipping lemon tea and people are bringing him everything. And he's about to go downstairs and drive his favorite Ferrari out of the seven that he's bought. His mansion has five hundred and sixty bedrooms and he doesn't <laughs> use any of them. He let a few out <laughs> to a couple <laughs> poor people who he had a conversation with who he thought were interested. You know, we didn't know this depth of information before. So we just followed whatever came around Mm. because we live and learn by experience. But now, you know, the first time I saw a YouTuber, it was insane. I was like, who is this (laughs) flipping? Do you know the first YouTuber I saw? KSI, my little brother, like paraded him around. And I remember there was this sketch with him with a walking stick, pouring milk over himself or something like that. And I was like, this is totally ridiculous. I'm like, wait a minute. You sit here yeah, for hours and hours on ends watching this. Like he used to play FIFA and get so annoyed, throw over chairs, and I'm like, this to me yeah seems like a child that we would class with ADHD,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And then it was like KSI, 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 and I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait what? And he was everywhere, and I was like, wait a minute, he's a brilliant mind. I'm like, there's something going on here. He is unapologetically himself. He does whatever he wants to do. He's found a medium to make money from it. And he's living his best life from it. And I'm like, well, you can't hate on that. Mr. Nine to five, go to work. And, you know, someone your manager says, can you do this? So you go, of course I can. You know, and you you look at the parallels and you're like, all right, wait a minute. I'm starting to understand something. I'm starting to see something. There's bravery in stepping out and being yourself. Sorry.
2: And also I think that people who tend to be academically inclined really have a hard time of understanding that sometimes idiocy connects. Um, There's an entertainment value to idiocy and some people have jumped. Yeah, no, for real. And some people have jumped into it wholeheartedly that are smart. Like they've understood that the world needs jesters because sometimes the world can be a very brutal place Mm. and to make people feel like things are superficial and funny and you know just downright stupid takes some of the edge off kevin hart is a prime example kevin hart's not an idiot he's a very very smart man
0: he is and an yet- animal man his words yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy shit <laughs>
2: mm. you know and he's he's built this narrative for himself as the little silly black man but but he's far from it and he's used it to make a complete Uh, business model for himself, a life for his family. And he's just being what comes naturally to him. He's a goofy person. Mm. I have goofy elements to me, but for a long time, I repressed them because I didn't want people to think I was dumb and Mm. take me for an idiot. But you have to be, you grow and you realize you have to accept Mm. what you are in order to move forward. Like if you're a lazy person, you have to accept first that you're a lazy person to then make steps to be more diligent in your life, and by it all comes from understanding where and what you are, and then building from there. So to relate it back to Don's point, that KSI mm-hmm. thing, he figured out very early that there was maybe monetary advancement in being who he was and mm-hmm. being somebody that takes the edge off everyday life, because it's not everyone that it's not every day that people want to hear that oh we are heading towards an authoritarian government and you know, Boris is Stalin in bad <laughs> hairdo. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. No, we don't always want to hear that. Sometimes we do because it's good to be on the lookout. But sometimes, you know, we want to see cats jumping at cucumbers and shit. You know, so <laughs> that's just how we are. We're not one thing. And I think entertainment is um is necessary. But right now, it's blurring the lines, especially like in terms of entertainment and politics for the first time ever i'm hearing "Mm." not that i didn't like his policies or i don't like his philosophy on life but he didn't really grab me you know like i don't really feel like he's president material or prime ministerial material like what are you talking about like He's not here to be on the cast of selling sunset. You know, he's Mm. there to run the country. And more likely, the person who's dry and boring and has a good attention to detail, that's probably the person you want in charge of your country, not the wild man who's grabbing people by the pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good point and uh i think we know who you're talking about there if anyone doesn't then look it up <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what was boris johnson's middle name again Lefeffel. <laughs> Lefeffel. That, that, that dude was lefeffelin in the 80s he was lefeffelin, he was lefeffelin before boris johnson even had the middle name <laughs> oh
2: man for real
0: but to, to yeah. kind of wrap up some of your points there, guys, and to tie this whole podcast in, because we've gone on mm. some some deep dives all over the place. I'd I'd love mm. to like keep chatting for hours and hours, but maybe we could do another podcast in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, of course. But I guess to tie this one in, I think in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the best thing that we can do right now is focus in on the mm. individual. And I think what mm. you guys are doing with your podcast what I'm doing with my podcast, what people like Jordan Peterson, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, you know, what what many more of these these kind of people are doing is, is they're trying to target in on the individual and improve the life of the individual. And with all the chaos that's around us nowadays and all this new technology that we're trying to get to grips with and, you know, the fact that our minds are, are only able to really interact with about 120 people at a time Mm. and we've got a billion different people in our faces all the time that we're constantly consuming the best thing that you can do is to just focus in on yourself you know stop consuming as much start creating start taking action stop being the victim start being the hero in your own life you know a friend of mine has a podcast called become your own superhero it's such a simple name Mm. but it's true just like stop focusing on everything like we were talking before about, you know, the world is potentially going to repeat the 20th century and everything's mm. fucked and, oh fuck You know, like, <laughs> and the reality is like, we're still laughing about Lefeffel over here because we're focusing mm, yeah. on just being the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And mm. I hope that anyone's listening to this right now. Um, definitely go listen to Sammy and Don's podcast, the family podcast, because they're doing exactly the same thing, you know, focusing mm. in on solutions, individual mm. solutions to just, Make yourself better before you worry about everyone else's problems because you yeah, ain't exactly. gonna be able to do shit until you figure <laughs> out your own shit, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could catastrophize someone else's life by jumping in when you ain't got your shit together as well. So yeah. what did just you, add that sometimes point, you yeah.
1: don't even need to say sometimes you don't even need to say anything, you know. Um as you mentioned, you know, the Kobe Bryants, you know, the LeBron James's, you know, they they just lived. And other people found inspiration in in their living and i think when you get to that point it's about those people who are gravitating towards you and how much they change and benefit from who you are you know i yeah. think once you have to say it you kind of lose part of the essence i think you say it for a certain amount of time so people can understand it and get where you're coming from it's that idea of membership you know whether i want to sign in or whether i want to sign out but after a while, you know, people do that automatically.
0: I can't believe we've done like an hour and a half already. I had like this list of That's stuff. It's crazy, I man. To go I knew I'd only get through a couple points, though. Like, I could. Yeah, see. okay. With the way you guys have your conversations as well, like, you get really deep into just specific topics. Hmm. Um, that's important like i I really wanted to talk about you know like racism and prejudice right right yeah like that topic in itself with you guys would probably be an entire podcast to itself
2: yeah 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 probably will people have tried it and yeah we've done two hour podcasts on it you know um yeah
0: we'll have to sit down for a day maybe i'll come to london when we can fly again
2: (laughs) yeah no (laughs) man that'll be sick man Cool, yeah. good to have you man
0: Yeah, I would love to meet you guys in real life. It's so (laughs) sick that we can do this. Like, I've got some—I don't know what other people you have lined up in in terms of podcasts, but like, Mm -hmm. I've got people from the states that are going to jump on, and like, amazing from all over the world. It's like, man, I I talk to these people. I'm just like, you would have never talked to me in
2: real. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. And me and Don have this like crisis at the moment because, because of the nature of our show, we don't do remote conversations mm. um we only do face it, whoever face can face. yeah whoever can get here will we'll talk to and we'll see yeah but there's so many people that I want to talk to like we've had like there's a lady who's like an adult film actress she used to be an adult film actress and oh, she's talked about when yeah wanting to get on our show and it's like I really want to talk to you but then I'm telling everyone we don't do so yeah. I don't know I think we'll have to revisit it but um yeah man I, I don't know
0: it'll it'll come man as you get as you get the setups and and things kind of it'll evolve it'll grow yeah. like you've been talking about in this podcast exactly. yeah, no,
2: definitely.
0: Yeah. cool guys well like I, like i was saying uh, sammy don just while you were while you were kind of hopping on there was so much more that i wanted to talk to you guys about in this <laughs> podcast including yeah. you know like the heated topics of racism and and prejudice but like i was mm. saying to sammy before like we could spend an entire day talking yeah, about yeah and and I think I'd, I'd definitely love to to chat to you guys again, maybe in the new year, if, if you guys are yeah, up cool. for it. But yeah, um, absolutely, awesome, awesome. But I think for now, maybe we'll wrap it up. Uh, I was chatting to I think it was Sammy. Uh, yeah. Before this, also, uh, yeah. I do this thing at the end of each podcast called the four and one. Basically, because it's yeah. my podcast, I get to ask four questions, and you guys get cool. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So cool. I guess Don, if you want to go first, number one book recommendation. That challenged your views.
1: Oh, oh! There's, there's a. All right. What book okay, had Um, one of the ones. Uh, there's a book called Conversations with God. Oh yeah. Um, and it was such a weird book for me because I've always grown up with very traditional Christian values. Um, my family kind of instilled in with me I used to go to church every Sunday and you know those are the things that I was used to and there's so many points in that book that totally contradict with everything that I was taught um and so I had to read it with a very very open mind and again like we've been saying in the podcast kind of take what I I agree with um or that I felt comfortable with taking and kind of dismiss the rest and that was a really interesting book for me to read just because of how much it challenged my mind in terms of the the rationale and thinking. Mm-hmm. So um I would say that's a good book, just because of especially if you are someone who is fixed in in quite religious ideologies from a Christian belief, um, is very eye-opening because there's some things that you, I, I know you would definitely disagree People who are Christians would definitely disagree with. Um, so that was a good book.
0: Nice. Um Sammy, so, okay,
2: yeah. what about what about you, brother? Um, <laughs> what's been a book that's really challenged me? I think maybe I don't know. You know, uh, it looks like I read books that just you know, edify my own <laughs> understanding, doesn't it? <laughs> um okay, um there was a book written by a guy called Thomas Sewell, uh like an American economist and it's called Discrimination and Disparities if I remember correctly. Um and it talks about this idea that um there's a massive so he talks about what we what we believe discrimination to be um and how it's the narrative is that it's based on race mm. but most of the time it's not based on race it's based on class issues um and that was very interesting to me because i'd never paired the two together so he talks about black middle class families i think in the 1950s 60s something like that they were earn they were earning middle-class families were earning exactly the same as white middle-class families during that time if not more so and that's kind of like an yeah that's kind of a narrative that has never been for me was never explored so Mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a good one to read I don't know why it took me so long to think about it but yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a good one yeah
0: awesome so obviously you guys are, are quite into your music um and you'll have to actually you have to link me some of your stuff after this i i think don you're you're more so into it now right yeah 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 i'd, I'd love to, i'd love to hear some of your stuff and, and maybe i could even play it as like some some intros or something for the podcast special feature cool. <laughs> oh,
1: i appreciate that i'm working on some new stuff at the moment so it's it's all in the pipeline i kind of took a break for a little while but yeah definitely i'll, I'll get onto some stuff
0: yeah, nice. Just let me know the links and I'll and I'll, and I'll buy a couple of songs. Support support you nice. guys. But um, two musicians to follow, and obviously because you guys are from London, and the majority mm-hmm. of my audience is actually uh, Australian or American, actually, which is okay. I think yeah. Americans love podcasts, so I don't yeah know they do yeah the it's time.
2: a massive community yeah
0: yeah. A uh, shout out to all the American uh, American mates out there. Obviously, work um, <laughs> ed, educate me as well because I, I feel like that your two suggestions each of you will be completely different to what i listen to so two musicians to follow
1: oh all right this is i'm just gonna go off the top here
2: don't say my one
1: i I don't know who you are i don't know yes you do yes you do do i Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh <laughs> I know exactly who you are. All right, no, I'm not gonna say yours. So it, I'll, I'll, I, I would give you a favor? contrast. Yeah, I'll give you a contrast to Sammy. So um Jazz Karis, who's um a soul singer, R&B and soul singer. Jazz amazing, yeah, amazing friend of mine. I, I tend to always shout her out just because I'm such a fanboy of her work, even though we know each other personally. um And Loyal Kana, if you've never heard of him,
0: how do I spell that? Loyal Kana?
1: Uh So it's L O. Y L E, and C A R N E R. I think it
0: cool. is. All, all of these books and uh, these artists will be in the info below for anyone listening right now as well. All right, Sammy, you're up, bro.
2: Hmm. So the first one, obviously, is gonna be um he's a dr- what we call drill over here. Drill artist called Dutch Avelli. Um, he just released his first mixtape called Dutch from the Fifth. Um, so if you're into kind of hard gritty music then definitely that's somebody that I recommend and then secondly oh who should I who should I big up on this platform <laughs> who's deserving um who do I listen to a lot I'm gonna say it because he's massive in the UK, but I'm not sure he's massive everywhere else. And that's Jay Huss.
0: Jay Huss. Um,
2: yeah, Jay Huss has, I think he's got three albums or two albums now. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's just a vibe. Um, he's somebody yeah, he that you is. can listen to just chill out. Uh, he's a he's a really good um, musician. So, yeah, Jay Huss and Dachavelli.
0: Awesome. This is amazing because I haven't heard of any of these. Any of these okay, oh, good <laughs> Yeah, It's going to totally blow my mind. Like, I, I haven't really listened to Drill before either. Like, I've heard it. Okay. But, yeah, so it's it's yeah. going to be good. Thanks for that. Guys.
2: Yeah, pe- no problem. People kind of have a hard time because it's excessively violent, but I don't, I, I like to, I, because I was a writer beforehand, I like to see how people put words together, how they tell their narrative over mm-hmm. instrumentation. Drill's
1: so. good for the gym, man. I listen yeah. to heavy metal in the gym and I'm not necessarily a heavy metal kind of person. Mm. Um, but there's, I believe there's different arenas for different like, music settings. And yeah, 100%
0: empire. agree. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll have to share these with my brother actually because he's a DJ. So he he oh, works nice. with a lot of musicians as well. He listens to different stuff. So he's definitely nice. the musically talented one in the family. <laughs> 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 I played flute once. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like uh, like Ron Burgundy on uh, Anchorman
2: <laughs> Oh man.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, next question. This one I, I I've listened to your podcast and I think you guys will have different views on this. Travel mm. forever or stay in place forever? You you can only do one of one of each.
1: Go on, Sammy. I can
2: see you itching, look at you. <laughs> No, cuz it's a difficult question. It's under pressure. It's a difficult question. And I think that you see this I remain cool. I have an, inc- I, have an inc- <laughs> <laughs> I have an inclination to say one thing.
0: Right. Okay. Just, uh, so just I would say travel,
2: okay. Just <laughs> <slide>. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say travel forever because it's one thing to be Comfortable and not move from a place, but it's something entirely where you cannot move. Mm-hmm. So I'd say travel forever.
0: Interesting. I thought you were going to say stay forever. There you go. I know yeah, you did. You yeah. yeah, yeah. Stay, yeah. <laughs> fair play, fair, fair, young man. Don, you're going to be travel forever, surely.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll travel forever. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm travel forever so much. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even think Sammy's properly thought it through, but. know, we we start that one yeah it's gonna be a whole podcast because i don't think he's really deep like for example like his children like would you uproot your like child all the time like yeah it gets it gets yeah no no.
2: it does actually imagine you was yeah no i'm changing i'm changing yeah i
1: knew it there we go see how well I know and do you know what the thing is yeah because I was like even if Sammy because I was thinking to myself as he said it I was like even if Sammy was single imagine he found the love of his life and then he had to move he'd be so pissed
2: off yeah no yeah I'm staying put yeah I'm
0: staying (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay, last one for you guys and then I guess you guys get one inch for me so so what social stigma do you think society most needs to get over?
1: I'll let Sammy answer this because I, I feel like I'm gonna say his one. So
2: oh, I don't think you are. Okay, go ahead. Man. Um there are good people and bad people. Um people are very, very complicated. And we need to understand that and we can't use such broad brushes to explain everybody. Now, there are some people who have very, very destructive consequences of being alive. And well, we can make the conversation that the the totality of their life is negative. But I think if you look to some of the things that they did not, their entire life was and so when we paint people good and bad, again, it leads to that kind of tribalism. I'm good, I'm virtuous. Those people who don't agree with me, they're bad, they're terrible, they're evil. So this idea of good and bad, people, I think they're good and bad acts, but people, we need to be very careful of how we use those those stigmas and those terminologies.
0: That's a good one.
1: Um, you don't. And my Yeah, mine would be race, which I thought, you know, Sam would... Um, jump on so yeah race and ethnicity I'm like there's so much more you know people have culture they come from different countries they speak different languages I think to to paint that surface you know kind of thing well oh yeah this person's Bengali you know this person doesn't meet with mix with this person I'm like are you guys kidding me like I just think it's so weird that we we still have this debate and especially acknowledging that you know some uh, mixed ethnicity like people and children are absolutely stunning like the way that they and not just physically you know sometimes mentally because their understanding of two different cultures is just Mm. beautiful like their their ability to empathize with you know for example people from the poorest areas of different countries to the people of you know the richest people is is almost breathtaking um Mm. so yeah I think it's just something that we need to get over Oh, also, someone that I can recommend to you who's not a singer, not anything else. Uh, Sophia, is it? So, one second, I've got to check this out. You're recommending
2: I, someone you don't even know? No, no.
1: <laughs> First of all, yeah. First of all, I have you know, I've actually met this person, so it's, it's pretty bad. It's even it, worse, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophia, Sophia is it's um, S-O-P-H-I-A-T-H-A-K-U-R and she's a poet um, yeah, right. and she tackles some amazing issues like the way that she deals with words mm. is really a full-on song and dance it's, it's amazing so yeah I would say definitely check her out um, because especially even like me speaking about that kind of the race thing mm. sometimes the way she talks about things like wearing your own skin or you know being beautifully made and things like that is so ironically it's so poetic so Mm. Um, yeah, that's another person I shout out. But yeah, I think Reese is something we definitely need to go.
0: Beautiful. I, I love both of those. Uh, I'll definitely make sure I put Sophia Takur. Is that pronouncing yeah. it right? Yeah, I'll make I sure I put that in the show it. notes. <laughs> where, where will I go? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why, like I've traveled a lot, like a lot, to mm. a lot of different places. Um You know, South America, Africa, the States, Europe, Asia. And I can comfortably say that if I hadn't done that and if I hadn't met people in the favelas and if I hadn't understood, you know, why Chinese culture is the way it is or why Vietnamese culture is the way it is and the things that they had to go through or why things are so different state by state when you travel through America, Mm -hmm. I was totally ignorant before any of that, like completely ignorant. And I think a lot of this issue around race and the fact that people feel like they need to be you know white or black or Mm. yellow or whatever color you are and that you can't just have a conversation with someone who might have a different view on something based upon Mm. their race it just comes down to ignorance yeah like if if you don't like let's say like let's say i'm in rural australia and i've never Mm -hmm. seen a black person in my life and then i go to africa and literally. You're the only white person in the whole airport. (laughs) Yeah, And like, I've had that experience, right? Like, but Mm. like, luckily I grew up part of my life in Africa. Like I was, I was born Mm. in South Africa, but for some people it's like, Holy crap. You Mm, know, like they only see this on social media or the, or the news or TV. And they think they're an expert, but until you embed yourself in that culture, you have no idea. So I would encourage people to get out Uh there to like break those, those kind of ignorant, ideas and and just embrace new cultures because mm-hmm. otherwise you won't learn and you'll just stay ignorant and you'll have the same old issues over and over and over again
1: there's mm-hmm. nothing more humbling than not being able to communicate in someone else's language oh, yeah. and having to mm-hmm. try to fight <laughs> At the door and the person just looking at you because what door means to you means absolutely nothing to them and then suddenly you realize that you know we're all just trying to navigate through life so when someone mm-hmm. comes over to your country and they, you, you're you not intolerant of them because you remember you as the same person wandering around aimlessly not being able to tell someone that you just wanted your door open mm-hmm. you know it's it's something definitely that I encourage for people to travel and you know speak to different people that they're not accustomed to speaking to
0: There you go, Sammy. You're gonna have to travel over here, bro.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to travel more, man. I'm trying to travel more. (laughs) So, especially with the whole, I think the whole lockdown thing really brought it home to me. You know, like I said before, it's one thing to make up your mind and say you're not going to travel, but to have restrictions. Um, especially how severe the lockdown um, here—it was like, yeah, you don't go anywhere. You only go to get your groceries and stuff, and then you come home. You realize like the benefit of society and being able to travel freely. So I I do intend to travel more.
0: Cool, awesome! Yeah. I can't wait to one day host you guys in my in my bedroom studio. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs>
2: Aye, it'll be sick, man. Yeah, yeah. Wherever um, yeah. it is, wherever it is, it'll be yeah. sick.
0: Now we'll yeah. be big. Then we'll be big, bigger than Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> definitely, man.
0: Cool. You guys get a, a question each for me, so I guess whoever wants to go first. Ooh, uh, I
1: haven't even thought this out properly. All right, uh, one, do you want me
2: to ask mine then, and yeah, then yeah, you can ahead. think yeah, about yeah, yours? Yeah. Okay, so mine is: what one practice do you think has had a really positive effect on your life? Oh.
0: It it can only be one, yeah? Mm. Mm. It's going to have to be meditation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's Mm. there's a lot of things I've implemented into my life after going through a really dark depression myself, but meditation has definitely been the one that it's first that comes to mind. Just the ability to be like completely present. Like I did a week-long silent meditation not so long ago, and Mm. bro... I straight up had a moment where I felt like I was communicating with a pigeon for an hour. Mad! <laughs> <laughs> like it was amazing.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's but that's good, man. You know, I mm. think there's been a massive disconnect from nature and what nature is. We live in fear of it, and um, to to get back to it is that's amazing, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing. No
1: problem. So, you guys use Australian dollars over there, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, if you had to give,
0: (laughs) I should have said something completely whack. Now, bro, we use LaFeiffel dollars.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, so, um, let's say, uh, five dollars, yeah, you had to give five dollars, yeah, to a worthy cause, knowing that one day you would be broke. What would you be happy to give that five dollars to? What cause? Oh,
2: God, that's a good question. What the hell kind of question is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Energy different, bro. (laughs) Oh, what cause? That's tough.
1: Especially knowing you'll be broke as well.
0: Mm. Man, honestly, I'd give it to the first person I saw when I walked out the door who was sitting on the street who needed it i wouldn't ask any questions i wouldn't care if they're buying crack with it they need it more than i do Fair. done that's the easiest way to do it like yeah. it like it yeah cool <laughs> sweet guys well this has been awesome um before i let you guys go to your regular lives and i stop pestering you with questions <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you guys maybe share i guess for anyone listening right now where they can find you both individually and the podcast as well
2: sure so We're on Instagram. We're most active on Instagram at The Family Podcast. So we're always happy to have new followers and people who interact with the page. Um, So follow us there. We're also on Twitter, but we're slightly less active on there. Um, So you can follow us at The Family Pod. And then our podcast comes out every Sunday and um, is on all of the major places like Spotify, Apple, Apple, Apple Podcast and uh, Stitcher, all of those places. So, yeah, give us a listen and rate. Give us comment if you like it and get involved in the conversation, man. Yeah, Sounds very modest. We just hit
1: 1K, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell the
2: people. <laughs> yeah
1: because you know we appreciate everybody's follows we appreciate the people that are supporting us but you can also find me on don.speaks if you want to catch kind of my more musical side or just you know me as a person i am on instagram on don speaks don't really use anything else i've got a snapchat that i barely use there's probably no point in even added me on that <laughs> yeah so probably just go with the instagram once i start to use utilize my snapchat then you know we'll have a market for that um <laughs> be like don's only fan, no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no i'm playing i'm playing so um yeah so yeah don speak Don dot speaks on uh instagram
0: sweet awesome and i'll leave all of those links in the description below including the artists you guys shared and the books you guys shared guys this has Amazing. been fantastic i i really can't wait Amazing. to do another one um, oh yeah, me too. yeah i was looking forward to this conversation and you know the cool thing about podcasts as well is like this is us first meeting so we only mm. barely know each other now and yeah. every conversation <laughs> every conversation we have from here is just going to get deeper and deeper and, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm pumped for it i'm super pumped me yeah. too me too awesome guys all right thank all right. you cheers Hello again, friend. Thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, huge favor to ask you, can you please leave a five-star rating, leave a comment, leave a review, and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively. Uh, Each and every rating and and review that we get on Apple Podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes.